So why don't you start wanting to be a smart kefir or attach a wire to your testicles? <laughs> good, and, uh, good evening. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Afrikaans. <laughs> Afrikaans FM. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one you're as funny as I think it is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, you mm, know what? It's funny mm, to us. It's lucky thirteen. It is for some. Now I, I've done some research. Yeah. I've you know I have I have some scientific friends, friends of a scientific bent. 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 <laughs> bent. I, I know a scientific bent, and I got them to run some tests, run and the numbers in some of the mathematical science branches. Yep. And being the, that this is episode thirteen, there's been twelve before. There has been twelve before. But going on the basis that 13 is bigger than 12, yep. therefore is better. Naturally. Bigger is always better. <laughs> we are now officially better than Firefly. Now, Firefly had 14 episodes. We'll revisit this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit it with this joke in, uh, in two more episodes, folks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll find it was 14 episodes. <clears throat> Get these science people the, 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 of the of the bint. You know, that was the problem. I went to a girl scientist. Yeah, that's the problem. Change my picture. Smack my bitch up. Episode thirteen. Here we are. Yes. Who would have Who would have thought it? Yes. Just think, it was only one episode ago we were at episode twelve. Yep. Yep. That magical episode. Yes. <laughs> the Thunderdome episode. <laughs> because I, the faux Thunderdome. Two men enter, two men leave. <laughs> <laughs> the rather anticlimactic Thunderdome. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh. Strictly in Thunderdome, three men entered. Well, yeah. If, but I guess they're counting Master you, Blaster as one person. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tina Tanner. <laughs> Four men. <laughs> Four men entered. I'm, uh, I'm just hijacking your Wi-Fi while I'm here. That is what it's for. Seeing as you have none of your own. No. Because I'm a lazy, You know what? You really should get on that. <laughs> Next time of the ample times, you're at JB. Yeah. Buy a router? Yeah. Buy, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe you don't need to buy the Ghost Rider box set this week. Maybe... Maybe Nicolas Cage can wait. Who would ever buy the Ghost Rider box set? I wonder, of all our listeners, who would buy the Ghost Rider box set? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it would just harken uh, back to it. Just harken back to it. I was, I was trying to, to do that. Anyway, not to worry. So yeah, should... The joke just petered out. <laughs> well, we should both have news aplenty. We do. So we let's do. just jump right in. Absolutely. Big news, obviously. We alluded to it last episode. The, 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 we're talking about the elephant in the room. We, we are. Yep. Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck is going on there? She clearly has absolutely gash taste in men. Because oh. how long was she with fucking Macaulay Culkin? I for? know. What the fuck? Just this silly bitch, and I know she's getting my letters. I know she's fucking getting them. There's only so much blood I can fucking manufacture. I keep I, I writing ha- these fucking letters. You have been looking a little pale. <sighs> fucking anyway. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Just yes, so uh, we, we tried to talk about it last week, yeah. but legal apparently censored it. I didn't hear the end result, but apparently some of it was might have been beeped out, I, I, redacted I, I, a little bit. I think a little bit was, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't noticeable. No, no. no. We are talking, of course, about Disney yep. buying Lucasfilm. For $4.05 billion. And a place in the freezer... For George, next to Walt, <laughs> until they can find a cure for not being able I'm to direct. Pretty sure that was in the fine print. How well? It's. I mean, we could almost devote an entire episode we, to this. We, really, we, how we feel. Although, about what it. what has has stunned me is mm. that the internet has was was a big story for a day or two. Now it's it's gone. It's quiet. There's little snippets coming out of Disney, mm. but I'm not hearing the outrage or the. What's the opposite of outrage? Inrage. Inrage. The inrage about this being a good thing or a bad thing. It's kind of just... I think everyone's in a sort of a holding pattern thinking, well, it couldn't be worse than the prequels. That's exactly right. Look, I've said it. I think I I tweeted it. I I said it. If Disney was smart, and I haven't heard, they again, talk about people who don't return your fucking calls. 
they re-released the very original trilogy on Blu-ray. Yeah. They tidy it up, they'd clean it up, they'd send it out, and they would make... Yeah. They'd probably make half the billion back. Well, well, Disney are traditionally very tight with their stuff. Yeah. Like, releasing Blu-rays, DVDs of it. it. They're not always... That wasn't a dig at Uncle Walt, was it, there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Well, no, you're right. Because things Lion go King in took the vault. Ages to come things out. go in the vault. Quite often, they're out for a window, and then they disappear, and you can't get them again. Which is genius fucking marketing because mm. it, it creates demand. But they're a savvy company. They yep. they know what to do. I mean, now they have Lucasfilm. Yep. They have Marvel. Yep. Because that happened a few months ago. There was talk that when they were on a bind, just after this Star Wars news came out that they were in talks to buy Hasbro. Okay. Which would have given them Transformers as well. Glad that didn't happen, but it's, uh, yeah, they, they're not wasting time. They've already announced Episode 7 for 2015, and they've already announced who's writing it. Sorry, do you need a second? I don't know who's, no, who's writing it. I don't know this one. Episode 7 is being written by Michael Arndt, who wrote to- Toy Story 3, and who won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for Little Miss Sunshine. Ah. He is, and he's currently writing the sequel to Hunger Games. Okie doke. So. Chops. Yeah, I mean, my love for Pixar is well next to limit. Yeah, next well, to limit. Yeah, well documented. And With the exception of Cars and Cars 2. Cars, yeah. yeah. But the thing that they have always had is story. Yeah. I mean, we're grown men. I... Gotta be honest, I choked up a little bit in Toy Story 3 when they... Spoiler was, alert. Yeah, when they there all some, died. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. There was some There was some moving shit there. And Little yeah. Miss Sunshine is a phenomenally well-written movie. Um, which is an interesting tie-in to Alan Ark, who yeah. we're talking about a bit later. The, uh, what, Finding Nemo, I thought, yeah. hit some fairly emotional... I mean, they, yeah, they're good. They, yeah. They've got story. But they the put f- story first. The first... So, the, like, the no-dialogue first ten minutes of Ark. Oh, yeah, I haven't actually my seen God, if Can you, you believe that? I haven't actually seen that before. You really need to fix that. That's on my wall. Now, now, I I am... I, you know, I'm not, I don't get overly emotional at mm. stuff. I had tears rolling down my face in the first ten minutes of art. And that's because you're... A, and, and you're a black-hearted cunt. I, I am. Yeah. I am. You know, I... There it is. I dropped the first C-bomb again. Oh, dear. It's been <laughs> it, mentioned. It's, it's, it's been <laughs> mentioned that I dropped the C-bomb. It's not really surprised. <laughs> No, look, you're 100% right. There's nothing I disagree with what you're saying there about. I just haven't seen up yet. And I, you sitting on the ground blubbering like a 10-year-old girl with a skinned knee does, actually does surprise me. So I, maybe I should see it. But on the whole, I think, I think this Disney-Lucasfilm thing is a good thing. I am going to live in hope. I'm going to live in hope that the Episode 7 is, is going to be cool, that it's not going to try and drag... Han Solo, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, put Gary Fisher on the bulimic diet and, and drag Mark Hamill back. I, I hope it doesn't do that. Yeah. And if it does, I want them to be... George Passes? Yeah, I want them to be, yes. Yeah, so as, as they are now, old, fucking ready to go. So, so like we talked about last week with the new Conan movie. Yeah. It's, this is a 70-year-old, 300-pound yeah. Carrie Fisher... Who yeah. presumably is going to take the Jab of the Heart role. <laughs> um, we, we love you, Carrie. You're a legend. <laughs> Actually, she, she's, I mean, but will they want to come back? Because oh. they've... I mean, Mark Hamill, as much as we shit on him, and, and I do, because, yeah. you know... But he's really carved himself out a, a phenomenally good career in the voice acting oh, world. No, no doubt. And he, he wasn't that... He was a good Broadway actor. Mm. He's not, I shouldn't say was... Because I don't think he's... And the only, I only say was because I don't think he's done anything recently. Yeah, he is. He's... And, you know, Carrie Fisher is, is smart. She's witty. Harrison Ford... Har- and, and Harrison Ford is alive. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, I think it's definitely got to be a passing the torch thing. It's got to be his rear admiral solo. And he walks yeah. in. He's fucking... Put Luke Skywalker in the Yoda role. Yeah. You know, he's he's the one to whatever like that. There's been a lot of talk about whether they'll do expanded universe stuff. I think that's pretty much been squashed. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think episode seven is going to be all original. Yep. So I'm happy about that. Yes. So anyway, yep. it's good to go. Yep. But that does raise the question. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Lucas film and Lucas in general, reunions were tacitly 
signs off on all the expanded universe stuff. Yes. He doesn't read every single thing that goes through it. It comes past his But desk. anything with Star Wars yeah. on it. He's got a fairly good idea of where it's going to go and what to... Mm. Did all of that go over with Disney as well? I believe he's still around as a consultant. Yeah. But $4 billion is we're going to do what the fuck we want. It's got to be. It's got to be Surely. that sort of money. It's got to be... I think maybe... Well, knowing Lucas, he possibly did put some conditions on the contract. Like, yeah. you can't... Like, you suddenly can't make an R-rated version of... Oh, there, of there probably is some protection yeah. stuff in there for, but, the, for the IP, which is, which is understandable. I mean, this would have been a lawyer's field day. Oh, but... Could you imagine the size of the fucking contract? This would not have been a, a shake hands and walk out of a room deal. This yeah. would have been a contract of, with an armada of and fucking people. the fact it. that... Because this contract would have been being in discussions for months, if not years. Mm. The fact that, you know, because we are people in the Hollywood circle. We, well, we're in the know. We only heard we, about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, sorry, when did episode 12 drop? Yeah, like two so, weeks ago. Yeah, so, so we only found out just before the rest of the world. Yeah. And for that to happen, that someone's, someone's keeping some good secrets. Yeah, that's some impressive shit. Yeah. Look, I think it's good. That's my that's my verdict on. I I do keep a pie in the sky, um, or not pie in the sky, rose coloured fucking reflection on the fact that somehow, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to get a change of heart like George Lucas did and go back and recut the first three films completely out of existence and then just go back to the oh sorry not the first three the prequels the prequels um, out of existence and then go and remake them as good films yeah perhaps I mean there's some great storylines out there that could mm. have been explored anyway yeah so be it so that's the that's the big one I've, I've just got I've got a cut like I've mm. got a lot but a little one the Air New Zealand flight information oh. thing <laughs> it's great it's wonderful it's fantastic I really like it but enough with the Lord of the Rings shit fucking already, okay? Yes, New Zealand, we understand. It's Middle Earth. <sighs> I'm a little it's, over it, to be honest. I'm not. But I'm a little over it. It's that and sheep fucking <laughs> that New Zealand are famous for. And the All Blacks, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a bit over it. Like, I yeah. thought it was exceptionally clever. Good on Sir Peter Jackson to roll yep. in. Can only but if it had been done eight years ago with Return of the King, it would have been cooler. Yeah, as opposed I'm, to starting I'm, to flog the dead horse again. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. There is a horse on the ground; it is being beaten. But having said that, of course, naturally, I'm hanging out by my left one to see The Hobbit. Oh, of course. Um, I'm disappointed that I'll probably have to see it in some ramshackle fucking cinema in some coast town because I'm going away for Christmas. But oh. sadly, I'll, I was, I'll I'll probably get uh, Reading in Townsville. Oh okay, that's uh, not too. Bad. So it's, I can I can live with that. Yeah, they they used to be good. I mean, yeah. Now and now we're down here. Uh, and my other second little tidbit before yep. I jump into this, I watched Prometheus again on Blu-ray, and I discovered something. It's not as bad the second time around when the crushing disappointment has already kicked you in the balls. However, it's still not good. And the fact that you have to watch the alternate ending and the special features and whatnot to truly understand the story says to me that Ridley Scott has forgotten how to make a movie. That's like, so, yeah. you know, for those of you who would like to understand more, I think if you watch the alternate alternate ending, all the special features, not, not the special features, the deleted scenes or extended scenes, you complete, almost completely understand the entire movie and what it was getting at. The fact that but the fact that you have to do that to get the movie says he is did a, not, yeah. means that there's been a failure. He did, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, check it out if you're interested. If not, just take it from me. It, it doesn't get any better. Mm -hmm. um, you just get slightly less disappointed. That's it. it without the boot, without the ball crushing disappointment, it's just a fairly excellent special effects. I must admit, I have to give some props to the special effects. But other than that, it's mm. just a mediocre fucking film. Jump back in. As I alluded to as I suggested during one of our, our prior podcasts yep. Sam Fisher has been cast yes by yeah. the man who is in all movies yeah. may we ever speak his name yep. Tom Hardy now did we I didn't go back and listen and I meant to go back and listen when we talked about did we does his name get dropped I think it does okay I think it does if not I'll go and I'll go and Lucas the uh, I'll go and Lucas the episode <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure we dropped Fassbender for Assassin's Creed. I think we just heard the. I think we heard a rumor or read oh, a rumor. Okay. I don't think because we'd never talked about an AC movie, as in they need to do an AC movie. I don't. 
we both love to hear ourselves talk. One of us, both of us, at some point, will go back and listen to them. But I'm willing to put a couple of dollars down oh. that that somebody that it got mentioned. It was yeah. around the time of shame. My my problem is if I hear my voice, like if I'm sitting down listening, mm. I got to jerk off. Yeah, and that's awkward in your office. How do you go on speaker like conference calls and stuff? Do you when you hear a little bit of reverb? It's it's fine in an audio conference. Ah. Uh. Our, our, our new premises we've got the VC set up yeah yeah awkward I mean it's more uncomfortable for them to be honest <laughs> so Sam Fisher so there's no director or studio attached to this one I've heard nothing about no. that just the, the news of the uh, of T-Hard mm-hmm. and uh, and the writer do you know who the writer is I do not Eric Singer 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 sorry not Singer and for whatever fucking reason in the world Oh, no, no, now I know why I didn't write down what he ever wrote. Because he nothing. hasn't... Nothing, <laughs> nothing's come out yet. I think it's called The International. It hasn't appeared, appeared yet, but it's getting good okay. good props. So they've got a director... No, sorry, they've got an actor and a writer, and now they're yep. shopping it for a director. Okay. So I'm hoping somebody like... Well, his name was on my mind a couple of days ago. I think Matthew Vaughan. Yeah? Yeah. I'd like to see it, but then he's dipped out of the X-Men sequel, so yes. what's his fucking problem? Yeah. Yeah, could, yeah. could we finally be having a year where there's not only one, because one's rare enough, but potentially two watchable video game movies? Well, Ubisoft have been pretty smart about this. Mm. So they're, and they're sort of they're letting their two flagships out. Yeah, because really. nothing's really bigger. They're sort of two of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Tom Cruise. All yes. you need is kill. Do you have that one? I don't. Tom Cruise will star on the big screen adaption of the novel All You Need Is Kill by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Sakurazaka? Sakurazaka, I think, yeah. The story is told from the perspective of Keiji... Fuck, I really should have practiced this. Keiji... Oh, Keiji fuck. <laughs> Keiji fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about a man with, with serious neuroses. Um, Kiria. Uh, yeah, Kiria. A new recruit in the United Defence Force which fights against the mysterious mimics which have laid siege to Earth. KG is killed on his first sortie, but through some inexplicable phenomenon, wakes up having returned to the day before the battle, only to find himself caught in a time loop as his death and resurrection repeats time and time again. KG's skill as a soldier grows as he passes through each time loop in a, def- a desperate attempt to change his fate. It's scheduled for release March 14, 2014. That sounds very interesting. Where does Punks of 20 Phil come into this? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. But there was also the um, source code. Did you see that with um, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal? I've heard I wanted to see it, but never quite got to it. It's not a bad flick. It's yeah. not bad. I, 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 yeah, Saturday night, you got a DVD. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I'm kind of interested. Yeah. Not only just because Tom. Tom's worth... I think Tom is a bankable star still, and he's mm-hmm. worth going to see. Yes. I think he'll bring something to that style of... that. That you know, could you can only imagine that there's going to be some sort of growth, yeah, and and but some sort of pathos with the going constantly back or having to die and come back again, having to die, come back. I think he'll bring that. I yeah. think so. Anyway, I'm and I'm there's a few pictures where he's all mm-hmm. in power armor and stuff. So I don't know. It'd be right. kind of be good as long as they don't try and for Keanu Reeves for instead of Ronan him. Mm. I hope I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hope they change his name from KG. Curio, curio, uh, like trying to pass him off mm. as a Japanese person is, is pretty wrong. Yeah. Nice little segue into some more Tom Cruise news. Yes. Tom Cruise news. Dun, 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 dun. Oscar winning writer of The Usual Suspects, Christopher McQuarrie, yep. is set to write and direct Mission Impossible 5. Okay. He has just finished writing and directing Hair Cruise in Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. So without passing any judgment I'd go and see a movie that was written by Christopher McQuarrie without a shadow of a doubt yep Tom is still a bankable star as much as you know sometimes we lay shit on him it's a bit crazy I'd crazy you know sack full of squirrels but (laughs) I've got this one but he's not going to write it I've heard that Paramount they've already got different writers I've heard he's going to direct it but he's not writing it IMDB says he's Ah, well, see, the logical choice would be for him to write it, mm, being but, that he's a Academy Award winning writer. Well, when I wrote this, when I got noted this down, yeah. which is obviously because we did say we probably have some of the same stuff, Hollywood Reporter had reported that he hadn't been 
tips do okay. to write. So if they've changed well, well, it. Well, that, that might be unconfirmed. The mm. IMDb might have that bit wrong. But definitely directing and definitely did write and direct mm. Jack Reacher. Because they worked together. Macquarie did some uncredited write, rewrites on Valkyrie. Okay. So, and he's a fascinating individual, Christopher Macquarie, if you have an opportunity to ever hear him interviewed. Um, the only interview of his that I've, I've heard is the... Uh, Kevin Pollack. Pollack, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, pretty good guy. Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm. The new poster looks like one of those pick the musicians names collages. You've you've seen that, you know the that you know there's there's two hundred band names in this picture. See if you can pick them out. Oh, yes, it's got yeah. a picture of a like a, a tree beetle. with one hill. Yeah. yeah, that sort of stuff. That's how I looked. One, at, I looked one at, tree hill. That's where you went. No, I'm trying to think. Oh, what a cypress hill is what I was trying to think. Of. It was the cypress tree on top of the hill. I was okay. just remembering the thing. Yeah, I don't watch One Tree Hill. I've never seen One Tree Hill. Stop judging me. Um, I'm pretty ambivalent about this pick, to be honest, yeah. but Sam Mendes deserves... Sorry, Sam Mendes. Sam Raimi deserves some, some credit to go and see this. So. And the... So we have swapped now. The uh, fucking up people's name baton has been passed. Oh, it has, actually, yeah. Look at that guy. Not entirely sure what's going on there. But anyway, I'll probably check it out. I yep. think it's got... That fuck with in it. Franco. Franco, it does. Yeah. It does. The first trailer came out, and the first trailer was interesting yet. looking. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm un- unsure. Unsure. Mm. David Yates, director of the last four Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. is set to direct Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård and Samuel Jackson. Not including the Disney thing that we don't talk about. Tarzan has not been on the big screen since... Christopher Lambert's Greystoke in 1984. So I'm quietly amazed that it's actually taken them this long to reboot it and to do so. You're looking at me with utter disinterest, oh. aren't you? There's a reason this fucking character hasn't been on screen for this one because it's fucking boring. We're done with Tarzan. We're done. I believe Tarzan is actually a vampire. Right. Oh, just a sparkle. So there we go. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not. I, no, I'm just, yeah, completely uninterested. Okay. No, that's just how. Because I couldn't tell that by your fucking face. I just like it's not. I didn't mean it towards you. It's just I'm sitting there thinking like, who on earth would be fucking interested in seeing Tarzan now? It's such an implausible bullshit pulp fifties fucking. Ah, oh, leave Rice Burrows alone. Yeah, leave him alone. To, to be honest, you would think that the John Carter thing would have maybe put them mm. on, or maybe Edgar Rice Burrows scripts were going cheap after John Carter. <laughs> maybe. Maybe look, it's a clever story for its time, and it, and it's kind of like I mean it's kind of like resurrecting old John Wayne movies, and and I shouldn't have said that because they do. But anyway, I don't know, I I don't care. But I, I never really liked the character anyway. I used to remember the the it used to be, I'm pretty sure it used to be a TV series for a while. With this no, it wasn't a TV series. Just that's what it felt like because they kept putting fucking Tarzan movies on all the time during the day, and I just I'd get about. A third of the way into it, and go. I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't he was care. Raised by monkeys, now he's in the city. Yeah. yeah well. Greystoke was pretty interesting. Yeah. But that was as far as it went. It was pretty interesting. But yeah, yeah. Now, what are you gonna do? Not um, go see it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I had a little bit more on that Christopher McQuarrie stuff. Oh. Christopher McQuarrie had only written and directed two movies: the Reacher movie, which is coming, the Jack Reacher movie, and one of my personal favourites was the way of, is the way of the gun. Benicio del Toro, yes. Ryan Philippe. Philippe, depending on, I don't know what it is. Um, but as you mentioned, he's written The Usual Suspects. He's also written The Wolverine, where he's done some work on The Wolverine. Okay. And he did, the reason him and Tom met is apparently they, he did some uncredited work on Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and was working on the Top Gun script um, that has now gone because Tony Scott took a header off a bridge. Oh. So it's not too soon. No. no. So anyway, sorry, I, just, I was flicking through here. In completely and utterly... Unfucking care. Talk about. I, I see your Tarzan <laughs> and I raise you, Mark Wahlberg, to star in Transformers 4. What? No! As, as, I as, as the chick? I don't know. Pencil it in for June 27, 2014. Oh, I think I'm shoving my fist up my ass that day. Again? <laughs> I don't think. No, it is a Thursday. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No worries. <sighs> Kylie Minogue. Oh, bless you. Bless you and, and everything that you stand for. Is returning to acting in Walking on Sunshine, which, from what I can gather, is an 80s jukebox musical movie. No. Funnily enough, as gay as you keep telling me I am, which one of us is going to be lining up for midnight tickets to this bitch? <laughs> yeah, well, it's Colin Minogue, though. Yeah. 
Which somehow makes it not gay. Yes. Because she's Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I know. Look, like, oh, she's a gay icon. Everyone loves it. I don't know. I don't know if I'll sign up for midnight tickets. I'll watch it. It's got Kylie Minogue in it. She can't act. No. She's terrible. Like, the, did the delinquents tell her nothing? Even her turn in... I, was, I didn't even buy her as Tinker, the Green Fairy in, uh, in Moulin Rouge. <laughs> she was on, on screen for 18 she seconds. She didn't even say anything. I went, ah, oh, no. It's not believable. Took me right out of there. Oh, it's Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> Expected her to walk out in a pair of green overalls. <laughs> uh, Fuck off, Henry. Anyway, I don't think she ever swore. So apparently the new Man of Steel movie will be both in 3D and IMAX. At the same time? I don't know. 3D IMAX? That would be... Oh, actually, I've seen 3D IMAX. It's pretty fucking unimpressive. Is it's that, too big. Was was it just bad 3D or bad IMAX? I think it was bad. Well, the fucking glasses are, like, yeah. bigger than your face. Yeah. Elton John would be proud of them. I, well, <laughs> I was like, oh, they're, they're a bit gaudy, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, it, it was it was at Darling Harbour. Mm-hmm. So it was a good IMAX. So the only real IMAX in Australia. Right. And it had that specific... It was specifically shot 3D IMAX and whatnot. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah, I didn't like it. Well, there are six different versions of The Hobbit. Six different oh, really? prints of The Hobbit. Okay. There's going to be 2D 24 frames a second. Yeah. 3D 24. 3D IMAX 24. Then all of those are getting 48. Right. So 3D 48 frames IMAX. And that's because people, not a lot of cinemas can do the 48? Only digital cinemas can do the 48. Okay. As long as they don't try and charge you more for the 48. Yeah, that'd be a bit shit. I think it's a bit shit they try and charge you more for 3D. In fact, yeah. you should get a discount for 3D. You know. But by all means, buy glasses. It should be the, it should be the same price for the ticket plus your glasses. And it's yeah. not. So. Yeah. so you've got your own glasses. When I saw... Yeah. What did we watch recently? Dread. That was in 3D. Yes. I had my own glasses. Yeah, so well, we, what, we've got some Hoyt's glasses from something we saw. and mm. yeah, we'd... Mm. Actor Kenneth Branagh yep. receives a knighthood. Really? Sir, Sir Kenneth. Sir Kenneth. Good friend of the show. We love Kenneth. Love it. I Well deserved. I like them. I like well, them. With a fucking invitation, Ken. I've got to be honest, I was a little surprised. A little surprised. And especially after his turn as whoever the fuck it was in the Olympics opening ceremony. Oh. I thought that was not his best performance. No. You know. Anyway, so you got a martyr. That's just a little, little drip feed that in. Yeah, that's wonderful. A little drip feed that in. Speaking of the opening ceremony, it's fine. We are just on a segue. We're just like seamlessly. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you didn't mention it, people wouldn't have noticed. We'll cut it out. We'll fix it in post. Daniel Craig yeah. has signed for two new James Bond films. Well, I think I mentioned that last. I, I actually had that as news. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because Sony MGM are only on for. Um, I thought it was, yeah, they were, and yeah. But they've, uh, they've announced the dollars. Oh. $48 million for why, two films. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, really, why would? I mean, what a hard life! Forty-eight million dollars for two films, and he gets to go home and fuck Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of of uh, of segways, <laughs> did you see that fuck awful interview online between with Alison Stevenson, who's a, like a fucking bottom rung entertainment reporter like makes Angela Bishop look like fucking I don't know Barbara Walters like that's how bottom fucking feeding this stupid cunt is Daniel Craig's answer to one of her questions I'd rather suck the pus out of an abscess she asked him now admittedly the question itself wasn't that bad the question Mm -hmm. was every actor has brought something new to the Bond role, something that they've made the Bond individually theirs, like a move, like maybe pulled a gun or something along those lines. Was there anything that you did? And he kind of... And now, as we all know, in the, pre, the when they go on press junkets, they probably have to do about 30, 40 of these fucking interviews. So they're over. Answering the same cocking fucking questions. Uh, news.com.au or Alison, Alison Stevenson must be so far down the rank that he... I mean, he looked fucking tired by the time he was talking to her. So he, she then says to him, he says, oh, well, I just tried to make it look as real as possible and try and convincing, and that's, that's what I brought to it. And she says, so do you care to show us what, what, you, you, what your gun-drawing motion is or whatever? And Hetsy said, I'd rather suck pus out of an abscess. Undaunted. Wow. she Because she starts the interview with, wow, your eyes really are as blue as uh, in, in person. 
like just sitting there just like and he's just he fucks Rachel once for Christ's sake like he's going to be looking at you you dumb twat it just it just went from bad to worse it was uncomfortable it was really uncomfortable I'm going to have to watch it this sounds yeah yeah get on to it it's <laughs> fucking awesome it's, but it's awful you dumb cunt Alison Stevenson fuck you I'd rather suck pus from an abscess than be interviewed by that dumb twat nice we talked about it last week but it was un- I don't think it was confirmed last episode uh, Brian Singer is now confirmed for the X-Men First Class sequel yep. which now has a title X-Men Days of, of Future Past. Past that's a good storyline so hopefully that'll be done well I'm hopeful because it's got it's got the guys in it that we like mm. um, Fast Bender Fast Bender yeah but I've, I'm a big fan of James McAvoy mm. I think he brings it and he's quite good I just enjoy and his Jennifer yeah. Hudson not Jennifer Hudson Jennifer Lawrence Lawrence yeah he, yeah <laughs> Apparently, I've just given away my chubby black girl fetish. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I've got some. What would you describe? It's your. It's kind of your favourite segment. Um, sequels that shouldn't, you know, that we're not excited about. Excellent. Ghostbusters three. Really? Still, nothing's happening with that. Good. Murray's got veto power, and apparently, he's looked at the, so the script. And has said, "Fuck this piece of shit." So Dan Aykroyd, uh, who can you know will turn up to the opening of an envelope, has insisted it's really going to happen. Now there was a, a fucking god awful fucking shit horrible movie back in two thousand and eight by Doug Liman called Jumper, and mm. Hagen Christensen, and it, it was fuck awful. Yeah, it was just that bad. He's having a sequel. Absolutely, Jumper two. Still jumping. However, because <laughs> I would um, watch it, it was called Jumper two. Still jumping. <laughs> Jump back. Oh. And so, Hollywood? Yeah. Why is my phone not ringing? Anyway, though, as recently as 2010, Hayden Christian said it was in talks, which would be much darker than the prequel. But then Lyman's signed on to, um, to other projects since then, including All You Need Is Kill. So I'm hoping that Jumper 2 has... Is going to be in turnaround? Has, yeah, is done. Is done, done, and more done. Wonderful. Wanted 2? Yeah, I did... See, I did. you liked it. I didn't. I, I didn't so love it, but it was, it was fun. Yeah, but they reckon still with Timur. Yeah, Beckman, Beck, Beckmanentov, who's still getting work somehow after Abraham Lincoln. <sighs> Fuck weird. Contract was signed before um, the movie came out. <laughs> so yeah, apparently they they've signed the the Universal has rehired the original screenwriters to write the script sequel. Mm-hmm. So that may actually happen. Green Lantern but two. Who's, everyone's dead, aren't they? Well, McAvoy is. McAvoy's not dead. And Angelina is not coming back, apparently. Well, she died. No, well, spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern 2. Uh, there was already. We all knew this. There was going to be. The sequel was greenlit before the first one came out because it was always. Okay. So. Greenlit. <laughs> so that's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Terminator 5 has got. Uh, the they've got to apparently they have to do something about it before the rights go back to James Cameron, which doesn't make sense. But everyone's waiting for the Fast and Furious director Justin Lin to have time to do it, so that may not happen. That's in hiatus. Okay. And this, the Human Centipede three, final sequence. Anyway, Austin Powers four. Apparently, Mike Myers has signed up to make it. Let's just go back. Human Centipede three. The first one should never have been made, let alone a second one. Mm. Fuck. Don't see it, people. Like, don't. Austin Powers 4, Mike Myers, yeah. is, um, is back in. And Indiana Jones 5. Apparently, George Lucas has promised that there will be a third... Uh, sorry, a fifth outing. And he's, um, he's looking for a MacGuffin. How could it? It's nothing to do with Lucas anymore. Well, it did... Now is, Lucasfilm owned it it's now owned by Disney surely to fuck don't know well that's why I'm waiting for the the buddy cop movie with Howard the Duck and Donald Duck <laughs> but I made the assumption I, and I could be wrong I made the assumption that Lucasfilm they bought Lucasfilm they didn't buy Star Wars they bought Lucasfilm right yeah which actually. means that Indiana Jones goes with it well then, if that's the case, and this news is still accurate, then Lucas still has some sort of control. 
Either that, or he said, $4 million, and I get to make a movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that, that's that's just awful. That is awful. And Shia LaBeouf, apparently um, Spielberg and Harrison Ford are back, and so Shia LaBeouf's also interested in coming back. Talking about rather sucking pus from an abscess. Yes. Anyway, so that's, yeah, that's really I've got un- unnecessarily secret, unnecessarily um, secret news, sequel news. I have one. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a while ago. Sequel to Twins. Triplets. Is that actually what it's going to be called? I'm pretty sure it's called Triplets. Apparently he's moving forward. And aren't we just thrilled? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that that sound there is the sound of of death. Yeah. (laughs) That's what that is. Mm. Well, I'm I'm pretty much done for news. I have a couple of very, very little cast, quick casting things. Jamie Foxx to star as Electro in a sequel to The Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. I'm not familiar with Spy- uh, Electro and the Spider-Man arc, so no, that means no, no. nothing to me, but our listeners are big, are big fans of stuff. Um, <laughs> everyone's second favourite director, after Michael Bay, <clears throat> Brett Ratner, is in talks to direct The Rock in a Hercules film. <laughs> okay. yeah, it keeps getting better. Yeah. Uh, David Fincher, I've got in brackets here, the greatest director in the world. Yeah, hallowed be his name. Is set to work again with Brad Pitt who he has worked with in Seven, Fight Club, and Benjamin Button, Mm. in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, purportedly going to be shooting in Sydney. I feel the same about that as I feel about Star Wars. No, not Star Wars, sorry, um, Tarzan. Tarzan. In franchises that I know you can't get enough of, this is my last bit of news, we'll leave it at this. James Wan of Saw, writing, directing. Uh, Not a Saw movie. He is set to direct... Bring it. MacGyver. The movie. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Fuck. And that's news. <laughs> Fuck James Wan. Kick it off. Okay, yeah, two movies. This one's been out for a while, a little while. It's sort of late release in Australia. It's actually out on video, a DVD now. So that's really, that's good. Yeah, it's so it's obviously just taking its time to, to get to us. What I would, I talk, I speak of course, Savages, the latest offering by Oliver Stone, written by Shane Salerno, who we have to blame for Armageddon, and the writer of the crime novel of which this book was a movie was based on, Don Winslow, starring. I haven't got a tissue anywhere. Taylor Kitsch. <coughs> Blake Lively. Aaron Tyler John- Taylor Johnson. John yeah. Travolta. He's so weird. <laughs> Selma Hayek. And uh, your good mate, Benicio Del Toro. Yes. G- Guillermo's... D- director of uh, such great <laughs> films as Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> We're introduced to this film through the voiceover by O, short for Ophelia, Lively who ominously informs us that just because she's talking now doesn't mean she's alive. From here, we're introduced to Chon, Kitch, and Ben, Taylor Johnson, who are the very best of friends, who also happen to be growing the very best Mary J going around, from seeds smuggled from Afghanistan by Chon, who we discover is an ex-Navy SEAL. Through Ben's superior business acumen and John's badassery, we discover that they are supplying not only the medical dispensaries, but also a significant trade in the underworld side. After a scene where she's smashed on a couch like no man's business by Chon, he and O are alerted to a rather sinister email sent by unknown persons, with the final part of the message telling of a desire to meet the next day. Chon and O fear for Ben's safety, who is scheduled to return the following day from his charitable work in Africa. Ben arrives safely, and here we learn that Chon, Ben and O are in a menage a trois. The invitation is to meet with the Mexican cartel run in secret by Elena Salma Hayek 
and the cartel make an offer on the business for the next three years. Chon and Ben initially refuse, but then decide to go through with it, secretly planning to skip out to Indonesia for a, few, for a year until things cool down. We find that they are connected to DEA agent Dennis, played by Travolta, who is in one of his better roles since for some time, who urges them to take the offer. Meanwhile, O is kidnapped by Elena's enforcer, Lado, played by Bel Del Toro. So after this somewhat convoluted throat clearing, we get into the film. I think this is an okay film, but not what we should get from Oliver Stone, who I think hasn't done anything worthwhile since any given Sunday. Here we get a golden opportunity to get deliver a traffic-esque style movie that could have explored some serious themes. Instead, we get a half-assed swing at a caper film. In the hands of another director, such as Matthew Vaughan, who uh, had a spin at this 2004's Layer Cake, this would have been a fine film, but from Stone, we should and deserve better. For me, the menage is just not believable between these three rather ordinary performers, and the desire to fuck Blake Lively was inversely proportional to punching her every time that shitty voiceover came on. She talks like she doesn't open her mouth properly and then juts out her lower jaw. The unlikely best of friends of the male leads just did not gel at all for me. I think these three were the weakest of the lot. Travolta was the standout for me. This was a great role for him and he delivered what the role required. Del Toro, there's not as much love there for, for Del Toro because we've seen this from him before. It, not to say he didn't deliver it, and him and Travolta going to mano a mano, fantastic. But we've seen Benicio do this before. He wasn't stretching. Hayek was okay, but she didn't bring anything to role, this role that justified her casting. I mean, she just delivered a competent performance. As I said, this is not a bad film. It's just not that good. It's a little bit convoluted. It's a fairly ordinary caper film, and you could kind of see the ending... A little way off, I thought. Two and a half stars from me. Oliver Stone is a fairly polarising filmmaker, it's fair to say. Mm -hmm. For every Any Given Sunday or Natural Born Killers, there's an Alexander or a Wall Street 2. Yep. He's, he's very, very hit and miss, at least has been recently. And you never know what Oliver Stone you're going to get. I thought this film was definitely on the positive side of the ledger but not, not, where, not where Oliver could be. This film, the, the traffic comparison is completely justified yep. and fair. If this had been directed by a Soderbergh, this would have been a completely different, yep. different proposition. It being Oliver Stone didn't add anything to it. Correct, yeah. And it was ve but it was, I think it's, it was a very restrained film. You wouldn't have known that this was an Oliver Stone film, I think, going into it. There was none of the frenetic... Well, see, I, just, I kind of disagree with that. I thought there was significant yeah. smash cuts and what yeah. to, to, to give it that Stone-esque quality. I, know, I think I know where you were going with yeah. that, but I kind of disagree. I, okay. think, I think there was some stuff there that lent itself to be Stone, yeah. but it's Oliver Stone. Yeah. Like, he gave us JFK. Yeah. He knows how to make a film. Yeah. Just, you know, Jesus he's forgotten. Stone, but, yeah. What he has managed to do is to get some really good performances out of his cast. Yeah. John Travolta, I thought, was phenomenal. He was great. He was I've just actually got it in here. It's so, so weird. weird. <laughs> to see, and to see him without a wig. That's just yeah. so weird. He looked great. <laughs> he looked great. There was that line, and it, it's not a spoiler, because no one will know what I'm talking about. When he turns around to the guy, he's, he's done all the things, and then he turns around, and he just looks and he goes, she's dying, man. Like, just with the shrug of his shoulders and stuff. Mm. That line, delivery, everything, just told us everything we needed to know about this guy. Yeah, oh, I was great. He was great. He yeah. was really good. But probably the best Travolta performance in recent yeah. in recent memory. I thought Benicio, while usually pretty good, exception of the Wolfman. Again, this is just a standard Benicio role. It's nothing. It's nothing special. I think Selma did actually do pretty well yeah. in this. I thought the two sides of her, the you know hard ass drug kingpin, and the slightly histrionic mother I mm. thought she I thought she did quite well she's still you know I, that, fairly tidy yeah I, I, don't get me wrong I just don't think I think you it, could think have it been didn't done, need to be her yeah. it could have just been a nobody because a fairly competent actress yeah. could have done it I mean I think Selma Hayek is, is, is she's a step above mm. I think she, she she can provide something yeah. other than just a little bit of eye candy I don't know yeah. the guy that I particularly mm. like Demian Bashir 
who you'd know from from Weeds. Yes, yes. I yes. thought I actually thought he was very very good yep. in his his fairly small role as the as the lawyer as uh, as Alex. I thought he was he was quite enjoyable. Yep. I thought the kids, the three kids, actually did did pretty well. Okay. I've never seen any of Blake Lively's work on mm. TV. Um, that's mostly because I don't have a vagina. Mm-hmm. But I thought the I thought I thought she was quite good. Uh, again, the voiceover was a bit. It just it just yeah. got it distracted me. Voiceovers yeah. annoy the shit out of me at the best of times. Yeah. The one that impressed me was Aaron Johnson, mm. who was I didn't realize until I was doing some research that he was the guy from Kickass. Ah. See, I he, I obviously bought him enough mm. to not to not draw that that comparison. Yeah, see, I I for me, what well, I couldn't buy that the two dimensional character of Chun mm. and he could be best friends. Yeah. They're, they're, they're two polar opposites yeah. that could find any, and then to throw a girl in the mix. Yeah, I didn't buy it. Yeah, I just that's all. That's that's what let it down for me. Yeah. And Taylor Kitsch, he's got a long way to go. He does. This is a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Definitely, after the fairly fucking tragic John Carter and Battleship. Battleship, yeah. It's, uh, it's good to know that he, he can actually deliver something. I thought the the love triangle, for want of a better word, while it was a bit a bit naff, it never got into sleazy. Yeah. Which I thought it really very easily could have done. Yeah. Don't know that it was yeah, completely believable, but... It could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. And the thing that actually sat worst with me in this was the two endings. No. Oh, I, I just thought that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. And kind of a cop out. Mm. You know, it's if you're gonna end it, you Pick know, the ending. Yeah. Don't pull the Scooby Doo bullshit. Yeah. Honestly. And and given that one of the endings was so a bit, I remember I sat, I sat there and I went, if that's the fucking ending, if that if that was the fucking ending. Then that movie would have been completely ruined for me. Mm. Like that's how I felt about one of them. I don't want to give it away which mm. one it was, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Three stars for me. Yep. Obviously, I thought it was a little bit better than better than that, but yeah, could it, it had a lot of promise that Oliver didn't. It just failed to deliver, and and that's I'm I'm not that big an Oliver Stone fan. I don't go. Ooh, I mean, I did not. I was at the time I was a bit of a social outcast because I thought Natural Born Killers was pretty crap, mm. and I still do. I don't think it was anything special. I think he did better work in, in movies like JFK and yeah. Platoon and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Any Given Sunday I think is fantastic it's a fantastic movie and, it, and yeah so there you go see and that, that sort of thing uh, Any Given Sunday Cameron Diaz uh, I can't imagine anyone else in that role but Cameron Diaz no. because that was and so I think he yeah. was trying to go for the Cameron Diaz style with, with Hayek yeah. and she didn't need to be there no. she, she was great she didn't need to be there yeah. alright review number two DOS review pour favors Argo directed by Ben Affleck starring Ben Affleck Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck also starring Brian Cranston John Goodman Alan Arkin and Ben Affleck I don't know why I did that <laughs> yeah okay in 1979 the American embassy in strife ridden Iran is overrun by protesters loyal to the Ayatollah most of the consular staff are taken hostage, and that's a well-documented historical fact. They're 415-something days of... 444. 444 days of, of captivity. Uh, but a handful manage to escape and are taken in at the residence of the Canadian ambassador. Affleck stars as Tony Mendez, a CIA extraction expert who is brought in to offer advice on the, the State Department's plans on how to get the staff out of Iran. However, none of their plans are any good. So Mendez comes up with a cover story of getting the Americans out by saying that they're part of a Canadian film crew in Iran to scout locations for a new science fiction film, Argo. To make this endeavour believable, Mendez enlists the assistance of Hollywood makeup guru John Chambers, Goodman, and producer Lester Siegel, Arkin, who start doing real groundwork so that the story will pass scrutiny. This includes script readings, press events, the setting up of an office in the production company, and making the, the Hollywood steps that you need to do to make a movie. The story then follows Mendez and the Americans in their attempts to, to escape from Iran. Ben Affleck is a very talented, surprisingly talented director. Started off very strongly with Gone Baby Gone, 
And then the, his follow-up crime film, The Town, cemented him as a director with great promise. But even with those films behind him, I don't think that anybody expected Argo to be just as good as it is. This is a beautifully crafted film. Stylistically shot to feel like a 70s espionage film, similar to, to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and the attention to detail is just superb, as you see over the, the closing credits, that a lot of shots created exactly from archival footage and, and photographs of real events. There are some sections of real humour in this film, mostly in the Hollywood section. John Goodman is always a pleasure to watch, as is Alan Arkin. A blink and you'll miss it appearance by Michael Parks as comic book legend Jack Kirby, as well as a lot of the late 1970s science fiction ideas are particularly fun for, for those of us of the, the geekier inclination. Where this movie really works, though, is, in, is when you're getting into the meat of it, of the, the escape. I mean, this is a, a true story. Even knowing the outcome, even knowing that, spoilers, they get out, you're completely hooked, you're completely on the edge of your seat for the whole thing. The tension in particularly the bizarre scene is, is palpable, and I think Affleck does an exceptional job, exceptional job there. The performances of the Americans are very, very good. I think they do give all very credible performances. Of particular note, I thought, was Carrie Bechet, who I last saw in Kevin Smith's very excellent Red State as one of the Canadian... That's who she fucking was. Oh, it's been driving me nuts. And I didn't even bother to look it up. Yeah. I'm just, oh, that's who she was. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Affleck himself, as we've talked about in the past, can act well. There are times <coughs> where he doesn't. How much of that is his fault, I can't, I couldn't say. But he does a very good job of his performance as Tony Mendes. Uh, as a side note, apparently Affleck originally wanted Brad Pitt for the role, but scheduling conflicts prevented it. I think that is actually a good thing, mm. because while Affleck is a big star, he's not a Brad Pitt star, and I think a, a star the size of Brad in that would have sort of detracted a little yeah. bit because you would have been seeing Brad. Neither of them, however, I think bring any sort of Latino-ness to the role of Mendez. But I think Mendez is. I thought he had some I think speaking. That, I think it's just his la I think it's just his last name. Well then we'll just forget that. But no, that's alright. You're possibly you're yeah. probably right. I I think it's just yeah. his last name though. Uh Brian Cranston, who we gave some shit to last episode about choosing god awful stupid roles, acquits himself very well here as Affleck's boss. And the Friday Night Light fan in me couldn't help contain my glee seeing Coach Taylor as President Carter's Chief of Staff. Yeah. Overall... I, I did, did a little happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I thought this was a brilliant movie. Tightly scripted, tense, funny, wonderfully acted and beautifully shot. I am, I'm calling it now Oscar nomination at best. Sorry, at least for directing and best picture. I don't know that there was any acting awards in there, but directing and best picture... And unless something big comes out to challenge, this is currently my pick for Best Picture of the Year. Four and a half stars. David? I'm not, I'm not difficult to please, Margaret. I just don't like bad films. <laughs> no, I am... Um, this was a great film. This was a, just a great, great film. I, there's pretty much nothing in there that I um, disagree with. Uh, I had a few, uh, a few notes. I'm over. I'm just... I'm a little bit of a rant based on a true story See you, preacher. <laughs> and I'm going to say that again based on a true story not an accurate portrayal of exactly what went down based on a true story they did say that was a thing in the credits saying yeah. that while well, this is based on a true story so certain events have been fictionalised and absolutely which and dramatised like the, the, the final the sequence on the, mm. on the, at the airport and whatnot, mm. you know but that that's all that did. That was dramatic Hollywood dramatic license, which just basically, you're right, gripping like just that that third act, the, or the final reel, mm. if you will, uh, is just I was I was gripping the edges myself. And you, like you, I fucking knew they got out. I know, <laughs> I knew the story behind it. So, you know that, and that just tells of a great storyteller. And I think Affleck's done a great job here. I I agree. I don't think I think. Uh, Brad Pitt in this role would have been to the detriment of the movie. I like Brad Pitt. 
Brad Pitt is a certain style of actor, and Mendes needed to needed that shuffling, rumpled. A little bit more everyman. Yeah, because to because there are a lot of scenes, where, especially with the byplay between the 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 six captives, if you will, just just to, that you see Affleck just slowly walks around the group, doing what we can only assume, and and that's all we can do is assume is what and the CIA agent would be like, unassuming, watching carefully, you know, just not you know, not doing it because we have no idea. When when they when they bust CIA agents and they bust sleeper agents and all that, and you see them, you go, "How the fuck on earth did this guy ever become a CIA agent?" A CIA agent. They don't look like Brad Pitt. They don't look like Colin Farrell. Mm. They look like everyman. And whilst Ben Affleck is a handsome, tall, strapping bloke, mm. that seventies hair, the the beard and whatnot, he just he just rumpled. He did the right mm. thing. I, I I bought him. How good with the moustaches? <laughs> well, as someone who is currently going through November, this is uh, there were some there were some great stashes there. I was I was stroking my eyes through it, going, "Oh, if only I'm allowed to keep this beyond uh, beyond uh, uh, November." I I think this is I agree. This is another feather in the cap of the very talented Ben Affleck, who and. I took a second because I I've I mean I call him Ben Nutsack I you know I've shared oh, we, this we... guy um, because we because I think it, because we loved him so much go back and watch Goodwill Hunting go back and watch the go back and watch Phantoms because he was, he was the, the bomb yo <laughs> um, but go back and watch some of his earlier stuff go back and watch him in his his indie stuff with you know, yeah it, it, it's what it's because we were so disappointed. Yeah. It's the Prometheus effect. It is. We were so it's... angry at him. Yeah. Because he had done so <clears throat> much bad things when yeah. he's capable. So much bad. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's because let's not forget this guy. He's he's won an Oscar and a Golden Globe for screenwriting, and he won that at twenty four. Yeah. There is talent in this guy's body. Casey Affleck. There's yeah. talent in this family. Uh, bad choices aside, you're right. Pearl Harbor, Gilly, Changing Lanes, Some of All Fears. Some of All Fears suffered, I think, from wasn't the Affleckness. Mm. But anyway, you're not going to bring up Daredevil. Oh, completely. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I'd not. <laughs> I mind. thought you were keeping see, that one separate for a reason. I don't blame him for Daredevil. I blame the director and that because that was the genre of that style. But yeah, no, it was awful. It was an awful movie. But I blame I blame the director and the screenwriter and all that for that one. I loved, I think, standout Alan Arkin. If you talk about, no, I don't think there is a lead actor, but supporting actor, I think Alan Arkin should get a nod. Mm. And that's, that's saying something, because John Goodman went toe-to-toe with him. Alan Arkin is a phenomenally good actor, mm. and John Goodman didn't miss, his, no. miss a beat with him. Arkin already has one for supporting actor, uh, for Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so mean, he's, he's got the chops. He brings it, and he brings it in this completely made-up role for the film, yeah. but, you know, nonetheless... I'll go fuck yourself. I'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> Just beautiful. The best bad idea we have has to be the, the line of the film. It was nice to see Michael Parks as the legend Jack Kirby, and I honestly can't... Here's another thing, too, that we might have to go back, but I honestly can't remember clearly, but I'm pretty sure that Kevin Smith, in one of his... One of the podcasts, one of the multitude of podcasts, moments he'd had to chat, I'm almost... 100% sure he mentions that he pointed that he, he says and Affleck's making a new film I'm not going to talk about that rah, 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 but I'm, I think you know I, I pointed him out Michael Parks out to him Michael Parks John Goodman and now the other bird from the what is it Kerry Boucher Kerry Boucher three people from Redstone I'm not that's look the easy thing is to say there's a conspiracy involved here I don't I don't know what the relationship is between not conspiracy theory that's a hmm. bullshit thing to say coincidence and Hollywood is full of coincidences Kevin Smith Ben Affleck were good friends what their relationship is now like now I don't know but because of that Garner cut but I, we do know that Kevin Smith showed Red State to Ben Affleck he showed showed it to Matt Damon like they did they have said they saw it they know this so it's not hard to think and there was there were just a couple of Kevin Smith-esque jokes and I just can't help. There's a part of me, my spider sense is tingling. You, 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 a little bit of un, un, uh, uncredited script. I wonder punching. if a little bit of a the script doctoring. And because Kevin Smith can shut his mouth, 
if you tell him to. And I think he could probably have done, yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at it. Hey, maybe this one works a bit better here and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing. No. There was just something about it that made me, and then and I was thinking it, and then Michael Parks appears on the fucking screen, yeah. and I'm just going, come off the fucking grass. Yeah. Now, Kevin Smith has denied categorically that he ever had anything to do with the script of Goodwill Hunting. Um, which was a bit of a rumour around the time that maybe Matt Damon and Ben Affleck didn't write it, that he, you know, helped and whatnot. But, um, you know, given that he, produced, he had a producing credit on it, I don't know. Look, I'd, I would maybe it's just wishful thinking, mm. and I have nothing to base this on, to be honest. But the news, like the, the, the casting fits the time frame, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's probably just wishful thinking. But I think this was a fantastic film. I gave it four stars, and the only reason I didn't give it four and a half or five is a probably won't watch it again and the, the reason for that is is that I don't think I'll get the same tension mm-hmm. that, that's it but I, I really enjoyed it as a film wonderful um, I'm so excited yes I'm so excited cue the music <laughs> I'm super excited. Have you seen the trailer for World War Z? Z. I suppose we have to say World yeah. War Z. F- f- funny you mentioned that. Please go ahead. I, I have that in my news. Oh, in, okay. In, I, I have that as a comment. Okay. I'm really excited by this now. I I wasn't before. I was half-assed. I'd, and the, the, the biggest criticism that I've heard from people is that zombies shouldn't scream, sprint, run, and then they shouldn't swarm and all that sort of stuff, and the zombies look bad. I don't give a rat's... No, who the fuck in this world knows what a zombie will do? Because they, they don't exist. I like like the remake of Dawn of the Dead, where the zombies were sprinting and stuff. I actually think that adds an element of terror. Because to if, you know, yeah, if something's shuffling, you can run away. Yeah, I mean, yes, they're relentless. The shuffling hordes, it's frightening and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there was. I mean, there's a scene in, in Dawn of the Dead that's made me think of it. They catch, they see a guy and a zombie, and he turns and looks at him and, goes, and sprints at them, and that, that's fucking frightening as all get fucked. Because they'll never get tired. They don't, you know, that's... Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about it. You're not? I was really excited about this movie <laughs> until I saw the trailer. <laughs> oh, really? Having said that, that's because I've read the book. Uh, so I haven't read the book yet. And this has... The, the similar... From the trailer, the way that the trailer plays out and the way that you can see the movie plays out, mm. the biggest similarity, the thing that the movie and the book has in common is they're both called World War Z. Right. Okay. There is there is nothing in the movie in the trailer that is anything to do with because the book. the book is a series of letters written retrospectively. The isn't the, it? the the, the, the ca- Brad's character in what what he was meant to be. The book is a journalist. It's stories that people are telling this journalist after the fact. Yep. So it you know it it, it progresses. It's a narrative. You don't know everything all at once, and the narrative is built as the stories go through. I didn't know how you would make that as a film. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that. Yeah. You actually mentioned that. As a, so I didn't know how it would work as a film. Mm. I guess they've decided we don't know how to make that work as a film either. Let's just make a generic zombie film movie. I think this... I think it's more disappointment okay. for me than anything else because the book I love, I think it's, I think it's exceptional, but blah. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. That's, it's not your fault you're a fuckwit. Maniac, Elijah Wood. Have you seen the trailer of this one? I have one? not. Oh, get on the Red Band trailer for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> fucking intense I think that's going to be probably one of the first movie or one of the first movies that has genuinely disturbed me in a long time mm, like in a, in a good way not like Serbian film way no. like a good way yeah that's that's fucking full yeah. so anyway I'm so excited yeah that's that. yeah that's well worth getting nice work. dick hard about 
Mortal Kombat's finally happening. The the proof of concept is finally oh, happening. The... So now whether that's awesome. Yeah, now whether they're all getting you know whether Michael J. White and all that's getting mm. involved in it, but proof of concept finally worked. Yeah, so nice. excited. And, and the final piece of thing that I'm so excited for, final piece of thing, final trailer that I'm excited for, Dragon, the new Donnie Leung movie, Donnie Yen movie. It's a bit of a history of violence meets Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, martial no. arts flick. Looks good. Yeah. Looks the ball. So pretty excited about that. So that's what I'm so excited about. That's what? Yeah. I like to think so. Yes. I like to bring it. Well, folks, I believe, I believe that's us. I think so. I think that's us for the, uh, and have we come in tight? We've come, we've come in pretty tight. Nice, nice. I like coming in tight. Oh. <laughs> Squeaks on the sides. So yeah, that's uh, so yeah. So next week, big one next week. We're gonna go for Skyfall. Yep. Bond twenty three. Yep. Very excited for that, and we're gonna try for Seven Psychopaths. Might make it. Might not. Yep. Might watch another movie. Yeah. Oh, you might all just be able to suck my dick. That's an option. It's probably not one that's all that realistic, but, you know, you can live again, Mr. Hark. Yeah, you live in hope. Well, then for so, another week. Episode 13. In the bag. Um, by all means, get in contact with us. Pricks at a acoupleofpricks.com for good news. And if you've got bad news, like, you know, which I can't imagine you would, but if you do, uh, the email address is gofuckyourself at acoupleofpricks.com. On the Twitter, ACOP Nate. ACOP Woody. And yet again... Where? A couple, a couple of freaks. freaks.